Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. What's poppin', man? It's official. First live episode on a Sunday. We are now bringing it to you live. Yes, this is not a premiere, people. Not pre-recorded. It's happening live in action. So every Sunday at 5 p.m., this is where you need to be. And tonight, you saw it. Yes. 50-year-old wives <laughs> teach single men the game. It's going to be different. Really much yes. so a part two to the husbands teach single men the game. But we brought the wives in here. We're going to switch it up, give you guys a little bit of a different take on the conversation. And we are doing it with two very amazing guests. We are doing it here with one, a returner here for the second time on the platform. SBU Live, SBU Live here, 28 years of marriage here on the table, on the set here with us. Welcome back to Hardly Initiated. SB, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you. How you feeling? You feeling good? I do. First Sunday. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> very, very legendary episode. Your name has been sketched in history. Hardly <laughs> initiated history. <laughs> thank you. And you are doing this alongside of one of Hardly Initiated's favorites here. Somebody who has been to the platform. I, I, look, who's still counting at this point? <laughs> right, Y'all right. already know. Shirley Austin from Marriage Inc. Oh, 26 man. years of marriage. Yeah. We Bless. going in. Welcome back, Bless. Shirley. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me, brothers. Oh, absolutely. I had to bring you back. It's funny because uh, the chat, you know, the, the chat and then the comments. So sometimes we'll see people, they'll be like, no, nah, well, Shirley and Shannon didn't say that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wow, okay. They're using y'all as reference <laughs> no, for really. the credibility of other guests that we have. So Ooh, this is, that's we big. We got to stay on our toes. Then. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Shout out the listeners are studying. We studying as host ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, so we make sure we keeping the most credible people that we can find to bring the the best perspective to the conversation as possible uh but before we get into this amazing conversation y'all we got some things coming up for you ron let them know yo shout out real quick shout out to sb nation sb nation in the chat already they in the chat that's lit so guys check this out so no shows christmas eve and christmas and also december 31st which is new year's eve but Starting back January 7th, we're going to start back with the live. So we first live this Sunday. You'll miss us for the next couple. But starting January 7th, we will be back Sundays at 5 p.m. Also, guys, just in general, three three live shows a week, man. The, the boys is working. Working. The boys is working. Over 1,000 initiates in the community, which is really huge. Man. This is, I mean, the initiates is just going nuts. And it's crazy because I'll see on like the uh, in the YouTube and the Instagram, the TikTok, people to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm becoming an initiate today," right? Yeah, I see I think that. You, I think you ran into somebody this weekend who 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 said they was an initiate. They didn't even introduce themselves to you. Man, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I it just it, it's it's incredible the impact. You never know how far and wide you know the impact is having. Even on my friend groups, more and more, a lot of my friends, whether it's my brothers that's actually watching and or it's you know their ladies you know a lot of a lot of other guys that we very close to they like man my wife always watches the show <laughs> right and right. that that makes us feel really good that y'all are tuning in and finding value 
Okay, that's the number one thing, finding value from the episodes that we have here. So and, that makes us feel good. Yes, and the last thing, I just want to give a shout out to our top five cities. So the initiatives are coming from New York, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, and Dallas. So look, if you're from any of those cities, this is a shout out for you. So go ahead and drop your city in the chat so we can know where you at. And rep your city if it Facts. ain't on there, man. Let them know. Like, look, let them know where you from because I love seeing, you know, my, my, my initiatives from all over the place connect. I love seeing it happen. Um, as a matter of fact, for those of you who's uh, just getting tuned in, if you've been under a rock, y'all probably know or don't know that we have one of the con most controversial uh, episodes we've ever had just this past Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we have both Princella and uh, Tim Ross uh, both come up on the uh, platform for a debate. So I want you guys to make sure you go back and watch that from start to finish uh, because it's definitely an interesting watch. And uh, actually, before we get into, you know, the guts of the conversation, actually, this is a good place for us to start. Absolutely. You know, this is a good place for us to start because we have been I've been getting hit with calls, text messages, the comment. I mean, the way the way that episode has, you know, really started conversation has been incredible. And I think it's really important to get, you know, the feedback from, you know, you two amazing ladies as well, because y'all are married women. You know, and, you know, I think I would say in that episode, she spoke for a lot of women. Uh, she spoke on the behalf of a lot of married women. So I think it's important that we get you uh, your opinion as well so we can get a real, you know, holistic perspective to what's going on here. As a matter of fact, let's actually start with a clip because there's a couple places that we can start with kind of reviewing that, that, that episode. So, Lano, let's go ahead and pull that clip up. And let's play it so the people can um, get some perspective to some of the things that we talked about in that episode. So pretty much, just for general understanding, you believe that men and women should not live together in the same residence? Absolutely. They should not? They should not. Okay, so a man should not be living in the home where he raises his children. No. Let me tell you, there is separation pretty much everywhere. Everybody understands that there should be separation. Because if you didn't, then no one, no one would be complaining about men going into women's bathrooms, right? Everybody would just share a bathroom. Everybody would share locker rooms. People understand that there should be a healthy separation. And what happens is when you cohabitate, you put pressure on both the male and the female, which causes dysfunction in the house. So interesting. I think that's a really good place to start the conversation because, you know, both both of you are, you know, wives, you know, mothers. And I think it's important to get your perspective because as being somebody who's raised families, counseled other women and men who have raised families, let's start there. You know, how important is it or is it important at all for a man and a woman to raise their family under one roof? <laughs> <laughs> Esby, go ahead. go ahead. Let's start with you, Esby. Well, um, I think we... I think everyone or most people would believe the nuclear family is a must mm. with the nuclear family. We have community. That's why we are so um, broken now is because the community is no longer there. The nuclear family is no longer there and people are not real sincere or um, chasing marriage anymore. I do think uh, mother and father is required. I think it is required in the same home. If they want to have children together, it gives that balance. Uh, a young girl, a little girl needs to know exactly what a father looks like, a masculine energy in the home, as though 
the male, male children, they need to have the masculine and the feminine also. So I think it's a requirement. Um, it's sad that because, you know, we have gotten so nor used to doing things outside of the realm of what it was called for. Mm -hmm. Now everything is dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. So to say, you know, you really don't need to have your daddy in the household in order because we've lived like that. Or some of us have lived that way for so long. It's now normal and, and it's respected, I suppose, but it's not the proper way to do things. Mm -hmm. It's not, we want to have productive children mm -hmm. yes. um, and we want to actually have community. Yes. And the way to do that is through the nuclear family. Okay. And listen, anywhere where there's humans, there's going to be conflict, right? If I'm not mistaken, one of her things is just the conflict and the pain that men cause and things of that nature. Um, when we look at same-sex relationships, they have a very high percentage of domestic violence. So mm. now what? Where are we, right? So this whole men and women should not be in the same space. See, you know, the thing that hurts me about it is because men are some of the most beautiful amazing humans on planet earth right and then a man in a <laughs> and then a, a, a the the energy of a man and the energy of a woman like this is what god intended number one and he intended it for a reason there there are things that i can't give my daughter or my son that my husband can in the house is ideal can it happen outside of the house? Yes, it can. That's not what we're saying. But do you want the ideal? So the ideal is us together, male, female, being that impression upon our children, things that, listen, when my children get up in the middle of the night, my sons, and they're calling for daddy and daddy's not there, you understand? Like, this is just backwards knowledge. So like she said, like the nuclear family, that's that's us together in the same household. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Well, I think a, a lot, um, you know, because the nuclear family is very important. I would agree with that. But I think it's just um, a fear that both men and women are having where, you know, whether it's from abuse from the past or just, you know, some types of conflict or just a maybe an overwhelming amount of sacrifice that had to take place in a prior relationship where now, you know, the family is just not looking as attractive. So if I'm a man or a woman in that in that situation where I find myself having maybe a bit of prejudice against the opposite sex, how do I overcome that? Where, where do I start? Mm, well, to me, right, the family is not the problem. It's the human that's that's the problem. So you have to look at what is the root of why you have issues with the opposite sex, right? Listen, I can go into my past and see why I've made all the bad decisions that I've made, why I've thought the way I've thought about, because there was a point in time where I didn't trust men. You know why? Because at nine years old, I started to get molested by a man and it continued. And then I got date rape, like, right. And then in relationships, and now I'm getting hurt and, and just emotionally hurt. And that's triggering the things that started at nine, right? So you have to be able to be honest with yourself. See, a lot of people, they're not able to be honest with themselves. And that's that just as a whole, that is a massive issue in our society. Massive. You have to be able to sit down with yourself and look at the ugly, right? See, we want to feel good. We want to see everything that's beautiful, 
We want to hear everything that sounds good, right? Everything is about how we feel. But when you look at the principle of who you are, this is about a character thing. To get your character to where it needs to be, you're not going to feel good, right? And so when I look at my brother and I have a mistrust for him, I have to say, Shirley, where did this stem from? This stemmed from something very unhealthy. Ty didn't do anything to me. Ry didn't do anything to me. He did something to me, right? So I can't allow you all to carry crosses that belongs to somebody else. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're allowing our men and men allowing women to carry crosses that somebody else put that pain on you. Right. So where do you start? You, you got to figure it out. You have to figure it out. So if that means getting help from a counselor or a coach, do the work. Do the work. There's so many resources out there, y'all, for healing. So for me, that's like your first step. Like, OK, where do I need to go to get help? Because this isn't a healthy way of thinking. And, and what about you, SB? I want to talk to the men specifically, because I do think that's a, a issue where it's a lot of men, you know, I mean, myself included, uh, where it's been some experience that I've had in the past where it was a little difficult for me at one point to actually trust that a woman is going to have my best interest and be, you know, there to ride for me in a, you know, a potentially long-term relationship. So if I'm a man and deep down at my core, I want to be with a woman and I want to have this long-term relationship, but I just, you know, cannot find it in my heart to trust. As a as a man, what do I need to do? I think Ms. Shirley is right. You definitely have to self-reflect. Okay. Figure out where you are. Um, how did you get to a point so low that you attracted this type of person? Mm. We also have to understand that there are good people in this world and there are bad people in this world. That's right. And it's not gender specific. That's right. It could be <laughs> it could be some terrible, trashy men and the same for women. Come on. And we have to understand that. But for me, I've been doing this a long time, y'all. If Christ is not at the center, you can't trust. I wouldn't trust. Mm -hmm. So I can observe. I can pay attention. I can just monitor the situation. And it, and it could be all me saying, okay, that's something happened a long time ago, what have you. But this one seems good. But still, there has to be a relationship, in my opinion, that you respect God. There has to be some fear of God that says, you know what, I'm going to be this type of person. I'm going to align myself with principles, standards, morals. That's mm -hmm. what makes you act. That's, that's mm -hmm. your character. That's, right. that's what builds and shapes you. And if a person doesn't display that, they're probably not that. So mm. can you really trust? I would say probably not. Now, this is me speaking and I'm just that strict about who I am. So, you know, some people will be like, well, they're just some good people in the world. And there are some just good people. But, you know, how good is that? How far can I go with that? Can I, you know, is that good enough? And that's just what you have to ask yourself. So I think there has to be a relationship with uh, how a higher power in order to say I'm trusting. But I definitely have to do the work and figure out how I got so low. I have to evaluate myself. I have to um, elevate myself, set standards and just walk it out mm. and just don't allow just everything and anything to go on in my life and just say it's OK. That's what we do a lot of. They do something disrespectful. Oh, that's only one time I really like them. Then the next time, but by that third time, he really knows you like him. So he's not going to really elevate himself because he knows that he got you now or vice versa. And you just continue to allow things to happen. Then you want things to be different. Mm -hmm. You want to have different results. And, you know, and also y'all know about the sex thing. Right. I always right. say, preserve <laughs> yourself, hold out. You will see exactly who people are and, and their agenda. If you do that, you can think clearly through the situation. 
So I'm curious and, about and, this too. Be, oh, well, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say another thing too, like our expectations about pain and challenges in our life, right? Because you will hurt somebody, mm-hmm. right? So the, the thing that helped me with, with my relationship and being able to trust again is saying, Shirley, you hurt Shannon, <laughs> right? You're not trustworthy. Right. And then we're not trustworthy to God, but yet every day, we have to go to God and seek that forgiveness and that grace and that mercy. You have to be willing to extend that. And from my experience, I've only been willing to do that when I just sit at the feet of Jesus, like mm. consistently, like we got a relationship, like we're intimate, right? Because in my flesh, I don't doggone want to forgive that Negro. <laughs> I don't No. And when he gets on my nerves and he does something that offends me, I want my wall to go right back up. But I have to come back to Shirley. You are not perfect either. Right. So the ex- a lot of times we're so afraid of pain. We have this expectation that we should not get hurt. Like, and listen, this might sound whatever, but I just, I'm like, pain is pain, bro. Like, not that it's not that deep, but I think we make it deeper than what it needs to be. It is a part of life. Mm. And I always believe that there are lessons and blessings in everything. So I'm not saying, God, bring the pain on. No, not at all. But when it happens, I'm sitting in it and I'm like, okay, what can I learn? What is the blessing? How can I grow? That has just helped Shannon and I become so close beyond what I ever imagined. Right. And in order for you to feel the love that you deeply in your soul want to feel, you have to be open to also feel pain because she will be imperfect. But if she is not hurting you intentionally. Right. So you got to put, okay, is this intentional? No, it's not intentional. She's imperfect. She's going to show up imperfect at times. Right. But y'all come together and love your way through it. Like, babe, right? Especially if she has a genuine remorse and things of that nature, right? So did the person, like, where were they when they hurt you? What was that conversation like? Right now, if it's unresolved, I understand, like, you're you're holding on because you feel like it's unresolved. But, but yeah, so you just. Well, you know, I, I'm curious about this, too, because another very uh, important part of the conversation and um, her philosophy that she stated was that marriage in itself was unnatural and that we should not actually be getting married. Um, You know, which is interesting because obviously we, we understand, especially when you, you know, we heard a lot about what she experienced personally, how we derived here. I, I, I get it. But as a woman who's also pursuing, you know, a same sex relationship, I can imagine it's going to be just hard growing even that relationship, like a long-term relationship. I can't expect not being hurt by any long-term relationship regardless. And I mean, if you, if you're not really with marriage, I guess these are all going to be these one-off kind of quick here and there relationships, even with, I'm not sure, but I want to ask you guys, cause y'all are both married and have been married for a very long time. So how, how important would you say marriage is for us as a culture, for us as a society? I really want to hear your thoughts on this. Let's go back a little bit. What did she say marriage was what? It was not unnatural. Natural. Okay, so coming from a person that says that they're a non-believer, I think she may have said that. A non-believer would definitely think that it's unnatural because being married is spiritual. So if you don't have a spiritual you know, monitor, you wouldn't think that it was a 
real thing. So for me, marriage is very spiritual. You become one with your spouse. Again, you wouldn't have to worry about living in one house and then another because you and your husband are becoming one and of like minds. Mm -hmm. That's how it goes. So there would be no issue, you know, with that. So you wouldn't have to worry about the things of uh, the lack of trust, the long term. You would think it's quite natural because uh, my husband brings the logic. I'm the emotional person. We 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 uh, connect that circle. Mm-hmm. We both are needed. Then mm-hmm. we procreate and we have children still connecting that circle. But we're doing it with a covenant. It's a promise that we've made to God who we follow, mm-hmm. who is also the That's person right. that you uh, Jesus is the person that you bring into your relationship. God is the, we have a commitment, mm-hmm. husband and wife, and then God mm-hmm. is the one that you are pursuing. Mm-hmm. So it's always God that's in the center or at the head of this relationship. That's what makes it real. Other Outside of that, I don't know how real it would be. Mm-hmm. I, it could feel quite empty or it would, you know, you would wake up several mornings and wonder why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Because it is sacrificing. Yeah. You know, I do sacrifice a lot. My husband sacrifices a lot. And um, you do, you are, t- always outside of yourself you're doing for you the other person more so than yourself and i happen to think that single people tend to want to do for themselves Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it wouldn't make sense Mm -hmm. so i kind of i agree with her but i have another side to it where i say it's for me it's very necessary Mm -hmm. um because i feel like that's my purpose for being a woman was here adam eve gave uh, god gave adam eve for the purpose of his helpmate and i think that's what we do in marriage and you have to walk it out. That doesn't mean that you can't have a career, that you can't make money, that you can't do all these things. All of it comes together. But still, my purpose for my husband is his helpmate. And that's what I'm here for. And I walk that out, too, because that has a job. That's a job that we do. Right. And it's very fulfilling if you do it correctly. It is. It's not a slavery position. It's actually a very fulfilling position because we actually give life. Yeah. And we make this thing, you know, we complete the circle if we can just adapt to where we're supposed to be. Our husbands adapt to them. Said it perfectly. Marriage Inc. Yeah. Right. Listen, she she said it. I mean, I'm just like after in 2023, we're just now coming to this realization. So what's happened thousands of years before? It's been working. It, it has been working. There isn't a relationship that has ever existed that is in existence now or that will exist that will not experience challenges Hmm. her and her daughter will experience challenges because these are two different human these are two different people right like so if we're in each other's space long enough (laughs) we will experience challenges Mm -hmm. so it will feel unnatural bro like I don't even right. know what to say to that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't reduce marriage down to who cleans the house. That doesn't get them. If you if you've established enough that you have money, get a maid or something. You don't it, those two things don't equate. It's much more important than that. It's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Being in a marriage relationship is purposeful. Mm-hmm. It's just not two people hooking up. We had a job to do. Be fruitful. Multiply. You know, do that. Tell people how good God is. That's that's what the purpose of the marriage was supposed to be. It's a covenant. It's not a business. Mm-hmm. Well, well, tell us, because the thing is, the the um, I, I would say the majority of what you you know see online is coming from men yes. is that, you know, marriage is not really a benefit for men. And most of the benefits are, you know, really for the woman. So if you were speaking to to a, a young man who's considering marriage, right, but still is looking for other, you know, options, could you tell him, like, what, what would he be missing out on if he decides to forego marriage? I, I would say 
I complete my husband. I'm an asset to my husband. My husband and I build together. I know in 2023, a lot of we hear is all about money mm. and uh, marriage being a business. See, I don't see it that way at all. To me, now, my marriage has a business uh, aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Where we own a business, we make money, we budget, and we do certain things. But the but the covenant and the promise that we've had and the commitment that we've made is real. It's not based on how well you do or how well this 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 marriage does. It's forever. It's it's bigger than us. It's going to be no matter what, even down to zero. We get down to zero, we still going to be in this marriage. Whereas a business, if you get down to zero, what you're doing, you closing down, right. bankrupt, and you're moving on. That's not the concept. It's, it's about giving. It's about winning together. And you choose that person, the husband chooses his wife, and that's the person you build with. Now, when you're building with a woman or in your relationship that you've built together, I don't think you would go in with a, you won't have the idea that this is my stuff. You and this person build this together. This is your stuff. This is y'all together. And, and she's your wife and she's a part of you. She's just not that woman. You know, she's a part of you. You don't want to hurt her and she's not going to hurt you because remember, you all are becoming one. So if you hurt her, you're like hurting yourself. If you take from her, it's like taking from yourself. You have to get that concept. Again, it's biblical. It's not a business. So I think what we have to do is learn what marriage really, really is and how it's mm. supposed to look before we try to go into that endeavor. Because if we try to be uh, worldly with it and then a little bit spiritual with it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You got to be 100 percent in mm-hmm. giving 100 percent of who you are to get that 100 percent out of it. And also you have to pick these individual. The husband got to pick his wife correctly. Mm. And, and that's a problem, too, because I've been hearing in 2023, there's been a lot of adjusting going on with men. And I'm saying I'm asking my men, why are y'all adjusting? Why are you adjusting? When you, wait, what do you mean when you say adjusting? What do you mean by that? 50-50. Mm. <laughs> okay. She, she wants to, you know, women these days, they want this house. Why are you adjusting? Mm. Why are you adjusting? Uh, what do you want? You're the husband. You're the provider. You're the leader. God gave you dominion. You choose. She says, yes. Okay, then guess what? Show her your plan in detail and what it looks like. You won't be here in 30 years, mm. you won't be here in 10 years. Show her your plan. Don't adjust your plan because one, every time you adjust your plan, you just invited chaos into your house. You just did. You might not see it that way, but you do. You adjust your plan. You say, okay, I'm going to let my wife now, she went in, she, she's going to work 40 hours a week now. Okay. What for? What was the reason? She just, you know, okay, so now and we're going to buy this bigger house. Instead of this $150,000 house, we're going to buy this $250,000 house. So why did you, could, can you afford this $250,000 house? Well, with my wife working, see, so you just, you just mm-hmm. allowed chaos into your home. Mm-hmm. Because that woman may not be mm-hmm. able to work that 40-hour a week job forever. Right. You all might get pregnant, not intentional. It's okay to have a child, but I'm saying you, you might not have been this year. You post, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these things have to be taken into consideration. So now she's working 40 hours a week. She's got to come home and clean the house. And she's got to pick up the child from daycare. Now she's tired. And you sitting back and you're like, well, you wanted the $250,000 house. And she was like, you just don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Why you don't? Me just don't listen. I'm tired. Then the sex goes away. <laughs> then the relationship starts to break up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the man is complaining to his friends. 
And then the woman is complaining to her friends about how the man doesn't listen. And then there's no sex or there's no coming together. But you just invited chaos in and neither one of y'all can figure out how the chaos came in. So, you know what? Let's actually talk about that now, because I think that this is a this is a really good, important uh, conversation, because, again, we over here, we want to talk to the fellas. Um, especially my fellas considering and in this space that wants to consider this long-term relationship. You said something big because I think that was a light bulb that really went off for me personally as, as a single brother um, a while ago, early. Uh, not, I don't want to say early, but, uh, uh, but with talking to the guests and understanding the real purpose and value of a, of a wife in my life personally, when you say it's a woman that you can build with, mm-hmm. that's, I think, one. For me, that meant... That was like 85% of why I say, you know what, this here is why I need to do it. Because first, as a man, I'm I'm just a man that likes to build in general. Okay. And the reality of it is with a lot of these casual relationships with women, you're not not only are you not building anything, you're risking everything when you bring these women with not much stake into your life. So when we talk about what this woman looks like, let's really break that down for my fellas. Because I really think it's important. For us to break down, so because I don't, I don't know if guys trust their own discernment at what it means to bring a woman in your life that you can build with, right? So, what does a woman that you can build with that's an asset? What does she look like? Um. Well, you know, my thing is is getting to the foundation of who you are, right? That's cuz and I'm I'm kind of going back to the the benefits, right? And I'll tie that I'll tie that in. Okay. But when you don't understand who who you are, it is challenging. You will feel like there are no benefits to marriage or little benefits to marriage or the woman benefits more, and then it is challenging to even see what she looks like. Right. Um, when we're cho- when when you are choosing a woman, you have to go into deep into her childhood. <laughs> right. God put something on my spirit yesterday. I was in church and um, I'm adopted and I had some, you know, issues with abandonment and, and rejection and things of that nature. And. I realized that my grieving started when I was very, I was a baby, right? And it was crazy to me when that epiphany came, I'm like, dang, right? Because for me, being emotional, like I'm not the typical, I'm not the girl that's going to just cry and things of that nature, right? And I realized, I'm like, man, so I just started thinking about moments where there was grief because my mother kept me for a little over a year until I went into foster care. So I was grieving that. Then I was going, you know, different places, grieving that. Right. So I'm like, man, if Shannon knew this, I wonder if he would have chosen me. Mm. Right. Because Mm. what it all produced in me. And so it really is having honest conversations and asking the questions that we are afraid to ask and having the conversations that we are afraid to, to, to have and being able to choose somebody who's willing to expose themselves. That is huge. I was so not willing to expose myself. And then some of myself, I didn't even realize needed to be exposed. Right. So, so it's absolutely being able to, to find a woman who um, is willing to be honest and expose herself. 
um, willing to take accountability. Um, in the book that I wrote, that was one of the first things that men said that they have a problem with, with women, mm-hmm. not taking ownership, not taking accountability, right? Um, are we aligned in our value system? Like I can't even build with somebody who we are not, right? Five areas of our life, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, financial, and physical. We have to talk about all of these areas, right? Then we have to talk about, we have five senses. How are you feeding all of these 10 areas? I can have a conversation with somebody and tell you why you are not succeeding in your life. I can tell you why you're not choosing the right person simply based on how you are feeding your spirit or not feeding your finances or not going down the list. Now, how is she feeding hers? Right. How does she spend her time? What is she doing during the day? Right. Mm. Let's say if she's off work, is she just sitting around watching Karamo all day? Right. Well, <laughs> for real. Shout well, out to him, too. <laughs> shout out to you, brother. Right. But when we're having conversations, what does that look like? Like, I need to be able to build with somebody who has something substantial to say. You know what I'm saying? Who if I if I come to you about something business wise, she's not sitting there like a deer in head. Like, e- listen, even if she doesn't know about business because her life is built on principles, she can help to guide you in a certain way. Right. You want that woman who when you come to her with it, with a dream or idea and listen, it might sound crazy. (laughs) But you want that woman that's going to be like, dang, babe, I ain't never heard of that. But man, how you let's see how we can get that done. Like, what does that look like for you? (laughs) What, What did you envision? And then how can I help to bring that vision into fruition? Right. So I'm I'm. I'm going to add to Mm -hmm. what she says, because um, I think what that woman looks like is a very cooperative woman. But I also think it's a person that's very serious about being a wife and knows exactly what a helpmate looks like, Mm. because a helpmate to me is someone who says, um, I know I'm here for a purpose. And that purpose is my husband. My husband has a plan and I am going to help him with that plan, no matter what it looks like Mm -hmm. or no matter what it takes to do. Because we are God-fearing. Now, I'm not talking about criminal behavior. Y'all, I'm talking about God-fearing man. We are following the principles and the uh, we're following the principles of God. So as a helpmate, I'm going to do whatever this, this man needs me to do. That's what a woman, that's what a wife looks like. Mm. And however that's playing itself out, then that's what I need to do. But he, we are following my husband's plan. Mm-hmm. And, it, and guess what, y'all? He actually incorporated me in it. So I have things I need to take care of also. That's What you said right there is so key because that is the fear about submission that a man is just going to be on my neck and dominate me. And I'm going to have to do whatever he says. My husband, listen, I don't want to carry what Shannon carries. Mm. Don't want to do it. But I tell you what, when Shannon makes decisions, Shirley is considered. This isn't just about what he wants. You understand? But he is he is the one carrying that decision. Why would why do we want to take that place? Why do we want to sit in that seat? That's just that's just when we talk about feminine energy, that's not even that's not even feminine energy. You understand? Yeah. So so yeah, I'm sorry, I had to no, like because no. that's so key. I have, no, you want he's 
he's taken on a wife. So he also has, he had to have seen that at some point in time prior mm -hmm. to say, okay, now I have a wife. I'm going to incorporate her into this plan. This is mm -hmm. what my wife needs to do. And I just happen to think that we kind of balance, uh, we add two men mm -hmm. in that way. We add mm -hmm. a balance, whatever he's, if it's truly a marriage, mm -hmm. whatever he's lacking, we're actually picking it up. Yeah, you know, we have strengths, mm -hmm. you know, and we, where he may be a little weaker, I'm stronger mm -hmm. in that yes. area. So I'm feeding into him mm -hmm. and the same for myself. He's feeding into me. First of all, shout out to VJ. VJ reminded us that it's vicious <laughs> only in here. We yeah, love you, VJ. That's a fact. And I need everybody to go ahead and smash that like button real quick as we are still getting this thing popped off and we are still going ahead and having this conversation is very, very important conversation right now. As you can see, it's a bunch of confusion being spread around here. We're going to bring some clarity <laughs> in the space here. It Go is. ahead and hit that. Because I want to ask y'all this too. As we talk about evaluating this young lady, oh. how do <laughs> I know? How do I know? Because another fear, I think, I don't know if men fear marriage as much as they fear divorce, right? Mm. I think that's even a bigger fear for my guys. Um, because, uh, you know, as it just seems when a divorce happens, I mean, not only is the family ripped apart, I'm sure it's emotional turmoil on the young lady that uh, in that situation, the fellas are just like, yeah, we uh, we lose and we take the biggest brunt. And whenever that, you know, that happens. So how how or what can a, a man look at when evaluating a woman to know that when things get hard? Right. And this is a man that means well, but when things get hard. She won't necessarily just pick up and run, but she'll try to stay and fight. Is there anything that you can look at and evaluate to see if somebody really got that dog in them, that fight in them, where they're going to really ride this thing out and obey the covenant and really stick in versus just running out when things get a little tough? I would say she has to be a woman that is putting in 100 percent in everything, money, time, all of it, one pot. If she has a job and she's working, she brings it home and she puts it in one pot with her husband. He brings his home and puts it in one pot also. Um, but the most important thing, I think, in those conversations that are leading up to marriage, there's no talk of divorce. We in this for life. Mm. We're actually going through and talking, you know, and speaking of the principles of being married. Why do you get married? What do we want to do in our marriage? And divorce is never a topic. We're going in to stay in. Now, we are putting now. Young people tend to put up parameters or put up deal breakers. And I did it too. Right. You right, know, right. that's just what we do. Because right. our egos be all up in mm -hmm, there, you know. Mm -hmm. And you might do that. But after time, you know, that actually goes away when you are on the same page or plane with the person that you're trying to marry. You have to figure that out. You can't be this God-fearing man. And you just got this woman who, you know, is still wanting to spend are dedicated to 50% of her time on Instagram or whoever mm -hmm. that was you mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. you, it has to be somebody that has the same exact interest and gold as you. If that is to be married and to be married successfully, that needs to be communicated. And you have, you need to actually see what her communication would mm -hmm. be to you in that area. Mm -hmm. If it's like, well, if you don't mow the grass or if you don't help me clean the house or if you if she diminishes your marriage due to the fact that she needs help cleaning the house or vice versa, whatever that something minimal like that, then that's immaturity. We're not married, ready to be married. Being married is such a grown up thing to really do. Is. I mean, I can't I can't I can't let y'all know enough that it's such a grown up thing to do. It's so selfless. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's these little things that go on in the world. You have to like look so far over it that it doesn't even affect you in order to stay married. Now, some would say, well, that doesn't sound like a good place to be. Actually, it's very gratifying because think about mm -hmm. it. Do you really need to worry yourself about these things that go on in the world? Mm -hmm. Do you really know? 
there's some things we don't need to know. I have to know what goes on on Instagram. We don't. Mm. So, don't. so just, just to confirm, because you gave us a couple things in there. A, we need to be making sure that this person is not talking about divorce. Both right? That's individuals. Not, that can't mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. our conversation going in. And we got it. First thing, 100% both people. 100% both people. Mm -hmm. Divorce is not a conversation. It's not. Mm -hmm. And it's a certain maturity level. Yes. That you need to be looking to discern when evaluating this person. Because I, and, and I think we all know, you, you've all probably dated somebody that's just petty as hell. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, you know, small things become big things. Yes. You know, certain conversations they might have, or you hear the conversation choice, they're just, their palate mm -hmm. is just immature. Their thinking is just immature. And I think that is something mm -hmm. really good to, you know, uh, mention, because that's something that you might look over. You know, yeah. really look over immaturity in that way. Well, when you're talking about marriage, y'all, marriage is like the, the most important relationship you have outside of God. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing you're going to do. So how can it be reduced to cleaning the house? How could it be? I'm mad today. You know, this is this is a person that is you. You y'all right. are becoming one. This is your set. We got to see it for what it really, really is. And it takes a very mature mindset to see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you grow into it but you got to learn how to, you got to learn to grow into it it just can't be and the most important thing though you were leading there is the communication piece when things are not good when you don't feel good or when you're going through that growing pain because you didn't get it coming into marriage because you will have them you know there will be some petty times or right. some selfish times i really wanted that new car i really wanted them red bottoms and you just can't get them you're gonna pout I, it was, I mean, this is a little bit off y'all, but it was one story a young man told me is my wife got mad at me because I couldn't get her hair done this week. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, it wasn't a deal breaker, but really? Right. Right. You know, right. stuff like that. You, you know, you can't, mm -hmm. you know, some people get tired of that. They will. They will. Mm -hmm. But you have to learn on both sides that this, this is not, we're not reducing our marriage to this because it's bigger than this. And you got to get into the purpose of the marriage and how you want it to look. But communication is the major thing because we got to talk our way through those times when I'm feeling selfish or when I'm feeling picked on or when I'm feeling you were wrong or you talking too loud to me or I'm feeling disrespected mm -hmm. or things of that nature, you know, but in that you wait till y'all get home. Don't do this out in public. Mm -hmm. You know, don't do this at mm -hmm. the mall when you're walking past the red bottoms, wait till mm -hmm. you get home. Like baby, you know, whatever the situation is or husband, I wanted them red bottoms. You just, you know, do all this stuff and just correcting or checking at home. Mm. You know, because things like that can disrespect mm -hmm. of a man can he will maybe divorce you. All right. Depends on how you handle it. All right. <laughs> you know, it don't have to happen a lot. It all depends on how it's handled. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to make sure you handle the situations within your home. But it's a grown up situation to be married for a long mm -hmm. time. I want to uh, ask you all about the spirituality <laughs> piece. So I was uh, dealing with a young lady some time ago and, um, you know, we was having a conversation about religion. And she mentioned how she wasn't religious. You know, she was no longer Christian kind of thing. And she was just spiritual, which I've heard a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe I think it was the the next time I seen her, I noticed she had a tattoo on her foot. Now, she, the tattoo on her foot was Philippians 4.13. Right. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So mm -hmm. the first thing I asked, I'm like, yo. Why the hell you got a Bible verse tattooed on you? You're not Christian, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she started laughing, you know, and she's like, well, that was when I, when I was Christian. And I was like, what, what happened? You know? And she told me a story because, you know, I assumed that whatever she was getting ready to tell me next, it had to be something extremely traumatic, like mm -hmm. really over the top. Right. But what she told me was that she had a best friend 
uh, a guy that she was close relationship with, uh, just non-sexual, just one of her best friends. And she said that at some point, you know, he got into, he, he was very active in church. And at some point he started dating a young lady very seriously. And uh, him and his now wife was in a small group and in church and the small group, you know, they was having a conversation about evaluating your specific relationships with other women or other men in her case. And the small group advised that, hey, although you do have this purely friend, friend, this pure friendship with this other young lady, you should probably, you know, operate a bit differently being that you're now evaluating this, you know, your future wife, right? So he ended up presenting that to her and he thought it was best um, that with his new relationship that they shouldn't operate in the same way. So that was when it started because she felt like, hey, is that what the church is telling you? Mm-hmm. That I no longer got my, now she felt like the church is the church's fault that she lost a friend. So ever mm-hmm. since then, she's like, I'm not religious. I'm just spiritual. Now, in my mind, as I'm thinking about this, I started to think about like, what does that, you know, what does that mean for the potential of a long-term relationship with somebody like this? Because me personally, I'm in my word, you know, and, and I'm and I'm studying and I have a relationship with God. And I still right now, you know, and as far as, as long as I've been born, I identify with Christian. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is it possible as a man that I could potentially have a fulfilling marriage with a woman who is stating that they're only spiritual? Is that is that even possible? Can can she still be a good woman or somebody that is worthy of, you know, taking her hand in marriage? Or does she have to have identified with a specific religion or my specific situation? Um, I think it depends on what spirituality means to her, right? So just your definition and her definition, how are those aligned? And if, if it's not, then... I mean, it's already hard enough when we are aligned spiritually mm. to make a relationship, a marriage work. So, I mean, that that would be the first thing just to see like where where, where she is. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people are on the and I understand it. Right. Because I grew up at Venice and you know, I was having a talk with my mother um, before she passed and she was apologizing that she raised us so religious and not more on the more on the spiritual side. And I understand that because as an adult, I had to completely like figure out what is this? Why do I believe what I, what I believe? And I'm like, man, the whole spirituality piece, I wasn't focused on that. I was focused on going to church on Sabbath uh, from sunup to sundown, right? Don't, don't eat pork. Like those are the things that's religion. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Now I am spiritual deeply spiritual. Now I'll always be Adventist simply because I believe that the seventh day is the Sabbath, but I go to church on Sunday and Saturday, (laughs) right? That's just where I am right now. Right. So seeing, having the conversation of this is what I want my life to look like. If she is not willing to go down that road with you and you'll know when you're dating, Mm. Right. Because let's say you go to church every Sunday and you invite her the first few times. She's like gung ho to go. But then some months down the line, like all of that changes. Right. She was just doing that because that's what you wanted. You trust me, you will know. You will know. So 
Honestly, I know somebody that needed that message uh, because I got a I got a good friend that watches every single episode. Uh, he recently, I'm gonna keep him anonymous, but he recently just divorced and he's dating right now. And he was like, me and him talk all the time too. We we debrief damn near every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yo, man, Ty, I got this woman. She's this, she's that, she's this. But let me tell you the downfalls. And that was the first one. Because this brother is like, seriously on his regimen, his spiritual regimen. And like, he's deep in it. Mm-hmm. First thing he said was, Ty. She told me she was spiritual. Mm. <laughs> Not really. That was a real concern to her. That, like, that was a concern. It was a real concern. So, you know, but at the end of the day, I think that's a really, I think that's really great context to figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's just such, it's almost like a, a, a shapeless phrase. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can really identify that. Cause um, it doesn't mean you don't go to church, right? If somebody asks me what, Shirley, what are you? I say Christian. I used to say Adventist, but now I say Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. Follower right. of Christ. You understand? Follower of Christ. Right? That's my foundation. I, and, I think what it is is the rituals, like you mm-hmm. said. You know, yeah. you when you are mm-hmm. in religion, you've got to learn a certain amount of scriptures. And yeah. how many scriptures can you really learn, though? Right. How is that? But when people say spiritual, <laughs> when people say spiritual to me, and I even say it myself, mm-hmm. I think that I use it as um. I'm in a re- I'm in a relationship with God. Yes. I'm getting mm-hmm. to know God, mm-hmm. God the Father. Now, Ryan said something a moment ago back about the young lady, um, the young man saying that we're gonna change how we think, or we're gonna operate a little different. Right. Um, and my experience with my spir- spirituality and my relationship mm-hmm. with God, He changes your desires. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um, oh, and yes. I think that's what people tend to miss. Mm-hmm. In all of this, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that best friend throughout your single life, throughout your rough times, and then you do um, take on the relationship um, with God and you start to align yourself with him, it is quite easy to um, change those relationships and be more devoted to your husband, mm-hmm. the person that you're coming one with. You didn't hate him. You don't hate him. But my desires now are different. Mm-hmm. I don't desire to do that anymore. My mindset is now changed. I'm about one with this man because God has showed me this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, that young man, his desires and his mindset was changing. So right. it was easy for him to see the direction he needed to go in. He mm-hmm. was being realigned mm-hmm. um, where she uh, was stuck on maybe the religious path of learning um, certain scriptures and things of that nature. And it just hadn't come to her. Uh, she hadn't had the re- revelation of right. what she was doing. So it, she got some church hurt. Mm-hmm. which often is what happens. That was mm-hmm. definitely church hurt. And it's crazy because at that time when he communicated that, that we have to be a different type of friend, that was his girlfriend who is now his wife. Yeah. So it actually, he actually did make the right decision. That's how it's, it's funny like that. Cause um, people say, you know, yeah, the clip that y'all had on me, people say real funny things. Well, what you going to do when your husband leave you? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Why would somebody say what that? You do your husband I'm leave? thinking of, but God, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, big shout out to SBU live on here, sowing seeds while she's live on the episode. That's the big boss man in the back, huh? Working. Y'all don't even know. She don't even know what's going on right here. But big shout out to y'all. And go ahead, make sure if you just joined in, make sure you hit that like button so we can keep growing and flowing this conversation. And the people are so confused. They're like, what's going on? Is this premiere? Is this live? Guys, this is a live. We yes. are live right now. We see everything y'all dropping in the chat. Everything is happening. This is real time. This is our first ever Sunday live episode. If you just tuning into us, yes, that's three times a week. I don't play some horns or something, man. That's a big thing right there, man. <laughs> this sleep, is man. this is we got listen three times a week now, y'all. Monday at five p.m. I'm sorry, Sunday at five p.m. Monday and Wednesday at eight p.m. 
it's going down. So yes, y'all going we're going to really be kicking it with the family, y'all. We're really going to be kicking it with the family in here. And for those of you who don't know, we're talking to the men right now. We are trying to figure out just some of these good traits of a woman here. And, you well, know, go ahead. Real quick, Shirley, let me tell you, when, when you talked about men, that comment that you made about how men are some of the most dynamic, you know, creatures on the planet, mm-hmm. I just want you to know that that just really made me feel good. Oh. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just want to let you know. Yeah, yes, for sure. Absolutely. That's when you're supposed to play the harp right there. Line true. <laughs> he, he had a whole moment just now. Nah, that's true. good. It's good to hear those kind of messages. For real. No, no it, it really is good to hear those kind of messages. And, and you know, I, I, it was important though. We left off at a part where, because I wrote this down in particular for y'all, mm-hmm. when we was talking about the men who are afraid of divorce, mm-hmm. right? And we saying, what should we do to make sure that we get we dealing with a woman that's gonna rock and that's gonna ride with us, okay? And this is important for me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in a situation <clears throat> right now where i'm i'm dating seriously now mm. like listen i'm trying to i'm trying to transition up out of here these streets is nasty yeah all right there you go, there you go. oh come on don't play did come you on put that- did you he hit me get up get him out get hey him out. man look don't worry. I'm, gonna get a, I'm about to get a sound machine y'all and take the sounds over in a little bit yeah. but i'm trying to get i'm trying to get about these streets because that's a real I, I talk about this quite often i was one of those brothers as well that had a big fear of divorce you know mainly probably because obviously i came from a whole household with it and have seen you know Mm -hmm. just we are inundated with stories of divorce Mm -hmm. every hour on the hour so it's just something that you know a fear that's all in us i I didn't really get your answer but do you think it's anything in particular Mm -hmm. that a you know a brother could look at or you know any telltale signs in a woman Mm -hmm. to figure out to know whether or not this woman's a rider yeah for sure um when you make a decision and it's a bad decision, how does she handle that? Right? One of the things that Shannon will say is, I felt like a failure, but but Shirley never made me feel like a failure. Right? Because he's made a lot of bad decisions throughout our marriage. Yeah. Um, early, early on in our in our marriage, finance a lot of bad financial decisions. Okay. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? If this is the decision that he wants to make and I disagree with it, I'm going to allow him, not allow, but right, right, for all intents and purposes, allow him to make the decision and fall back. And whatever the consequences are, that's what they are. Like, why do people have such a hard time with that? Seriously, because me as an individual, I make bad decisions and sometimes there's consequences. So now, but what happened is when he makes a bad decision and, and let's say it goes awry, I'm like, okay, babe, so. Let's talk about what we can do moving forward. Now he's more open because I'm not making him feel like a failure. I'm not calling him out of his out of his name. I'm not even telling him that he failed. Mm. I don't. I honest to God. Now I've done some. Listen, I cheated on him, but in 28 years, I don't think I have ever used the f word with him. I have never made him feel like a failure, like because he made a bad decision. Mm. Right. And so um, and then when you're when you're not now, I don't know if I'm trying to think like, is this marriage or, or dating? But it could it could go for dating. Um, but in my marriage, one of the things that um, is really big that lets Shannon know, day my girl rides with me is he's not. It's probably more for marriage. I think about it. But 
spiritually. We are on two different pages spiritually. I leave that to, between him and God. You understand? If your woman sees something in you that she doesn't like, and if it doesn't go against her principles or value system, and she's like, you know what? I got to let him work that out. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm not going to try to change you. I'm not going to try to manipulate you into doing something because I'm, as women, we are good for that. I'm not going to talk down on you to make you feel bad and guilty about how you think or what you've done. You know, like, okay, she, she'll ride with me. Yeah. Right. You want a woman who in the challenging times, she not going to get afraid. Start. You become something else to her. Yeah. You understand because of whatever displeasure has happened, something that makes her feel uncomfortable or she may, whatever fears pop up, you understand? So you have to, you have to be able to see her at her lowest because of something you did and see how she responds to that. See, that's so interesting because, you know, that's the only thing, that's the, that's the scary thing about brothers who get married very quickly. Cause you know, brothers that's ready for marriage, mm -hmm. you know, that they going in, you talk, I've heard stories of brothers that got married in like three to six months, yeah. you know, and shout out to them being intentional about what they want mm -hmm. and vetting for intentionality. And I do think if you're intentional from day one, the process don't got to be as long as some brothers, because from the questions you ask, how you move, you just, everything is very intentional about it. So you getting information more, uh, probably even more so than brothers that have been with a woman just randomly for three to five years with no intention. Mm -hmm. But still, it's certain things that just can't arise, right? Because you, you can't manufacture conflict in those ways, right? <laughs> like, I can't, you know, manufacture you losing someone and us mm -hmm. dealing with a grieving situation and, no. you know, seeing that. Like, it's just certain things that just kind of happen. But would you say that it's probably best to wait until you, to, to marry someone once you've experienced, you know, uh, I would say a more intense level of conflict with that person before you just go about jumping and, you know, proposing and going to that next level before y'all have really experienced any level of conflict with one another. I say yes, 100%. Like I need to see the different seasons of you. I need to see you when you, you know, things aren't going as, as good as you thought they were. I need to see what happens when, you know, your, your mama get on your nerve, your siblings get on your nerves. Like, right. I need to see how you, how you handle, um, you know, disappointment, you know, when you're sad, like, what does that look like? And so that, that takes time. Right. And so yeah. now we're not going to take forever, but <laughs> <laughs> right. But if you are, listen, if we're together for 12 months, I'm going to see a whole lot. Mm. I am. I'm going to see how you are with your family members. I'm going to see how you, how do how do you talk about them? Matter. How do you talk about the ones who you have conflict with? See, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to listen and see if you, if you dog, man, my sister ain't shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to see, or you'd be like, man, I, me and my sister, we're not seeing eye to eye. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just hoping and praying that, you know, we can get on the same page. We can work through this, right? How are you talking about the people that you love? Yeah. Right? Listen, I've been with people um, hanging out, and then we leave. You was just dapping them up. That's your boy, your ace boon coon. 
But now you dogging him out about he how he dogging out another chick. I'm mm. like, wait, wait. I thought that was your boy. Why are you telling me this? Why aren't mm. you going to him and be like, yo, bro, why are you? Tri-? You know what I'm saying? So that for me, that's a character issue. Yeah. So I need to see these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch out for the men that be on the that be on the T, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The men no, on the T. <laughs> Your man don't need to be <laughs> on no tea. Right? That's a that's, that's, yeah, a, that's problem. a big red flag there. But it looked like you were shaking your head a little left and right. What's your thoughts on that, SB? What's your thoughts? I, I think I think you do need to know a person, but I don't think. Um, I mean, I, my husband and I got married six months, y'all. This is true. Um, because I happen to think marriage is actually wow. what reveals a person to you. The love of a person actually what tears those layers back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that you can actually get to know a person just hanging out with them. Mm. You, you deeply you can't but on the surface you can but i think y'all are an anomaly but listen i, I, I want to go further with that mm-hmm. because even those things that you talk about you know is that gonna break up your marriage no mm-hmm. you, you you gonna you gonna love him through that you go pray to god that he fixes yeah. that so no that's not gonna break you up because mm-hmm. we're talking about no divorce some things you just have to accept in other words people are not perfect mm-hmm. i gotta accept that he grew up in a house full of chaos yeah you know Eyes wide open. I accept mm-hmm. this. And he and I are going to pray our way through mm-hmm. this. And you're going to become mm-hmm. a better person because that's what marriage is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Make you better people. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 going to be our journey. But I do think that even though we were young, we put the deal breakers up, you know, out there in the beginning. And we mm-hmm. let everyone know that this is how we feel about this particular thing. You bring this into our house. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be good for us. But we need to know what those things are. And we need to agree that we both think the same way about those things, mm-hmm. you know, and if we can do that, that means that um, now we're on the same page. We're going to go ahead into this next step. And this next step is marriage. And he's going to see how flawed that I'm mm-hmm. really am. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be there with me through all those crazy flaws. But I didn't mm-hmm. do those things mm-hmm. because these are the things right here. You said that we're not going to do, and this is what's going to bring us up, but I'm going to do all this over here because I, I didn't know how to do this. God is working on me and he's bringing us together. And he's mm-hmm. making us one. So I got to see, you know, what, what grew you up, you know, like you said, you know, being touched and things like that grew mm-hmm. you up. Mm-hmm. You, that grew, that, that shaped your mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't know it, mm-hmm. but after you got married and the love of your husband started to reveal all these things, all these crazy mm-hmm. ways you responded doing whatever, whatever, and mm-hmm. why yeah. we have to know that mm-hmm. we can't see it. Like you say, it can't be manufactured because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even know you got it, but that's what brings you closer in a marriage mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. But if the first time you see him go crazy, you leave. Then what was that? I knew he was going to leave anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Ain't that what, mm-hmm. ain't that how it goes? Mm-hmm. No, see, those are the things you got to stay through. But you can definitely put those deal breakers out there in the beginning. And if we get through that, you spend five years and nobody ever touched it. It, te- it seems to go away, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I'm getting to know this person. I can trust this person. He was vulnerable with me. She told me this. I did this and she didn't, you know, threw me out the house because my mama threw me out the house last time I did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts revealing who you are and you mm-hmm. start becoming one with this person and it just becomes who you are and mm-hmm. it just feels good mm-hmm. after some time. So I just don't think there's a way out. <laughs> yeah. I don't mm. think there's a way out. I mean, you put those deal breakers out there. Listen, um, when you go into a relationship, I think you should talk about deal breakers. I think you should say what absolutely I don't think I can handle. And it mm. should be something that we agree upon. Um, but we had an agreement as long as we don't bring a third party into our relationship, we was going to walk whatever it was out. Mm. And we build our relationship. And what build means to me is every day, 
I'm pouring into my relationship. I'm pouring into my husband. We're not letting five days go by and we ain't talking. Are we just moving around the house in business? If that's the case, we got too much business going on. We need to reduce some things. It sounds like you guys handled your relationship from the door in a mature way. Very mature. I right. A lot of people are not exactly handling their relationship in a mature way. I was, I'm considered an old head. Mm -hmm. You know, I have an old, mm -hmm. very old thing. Mm -hmm. And both of us come from a husband. I mean, we both seen two parent mm -hmm. households. So we've seen it and we've seen it at its best and we've seen it at its worst. Mm -hmm. And we knew what we didn't want. Mm -hmm. So it's always, okay, how can I not get this? Yeah. <laughs> what can I do opposite of this? And you are exactly right. I don't think we do marriage well. I think we have to learn how to do marriage yeah. because I don't think we understand that it's forever. We don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it. We have mm -hmm. to make it forever. Mm -hmm. We have to pour into it. We yeah. don't have to buy into this reality of 50, 50. Mm -hmm. It's what you mm -hmm. make it. Yeah. And you know, actually we're going to talk about that in a little right, bit. As, right. as a matter of a fact, what I want to do is I want to get the people involved in the conversation. It. it is time for the initiation hotline. Hey, I know when hotline please. So let's do this. We're going to actually go ahead and put the link over into the chat my initiates y'all already know how it goes go ahead and click that link put your name and you will go backstage i need your camera ready to be up on you i need you to turn your audio and sound on be in some good light don't be around them loud ratchet kids in the back i i need a nice quiet room so we can have a conversation and today i want to talk to anybody man or woman who is currently out here and vetting. You got Shirley and SB on here. We're going to be talking to you vetting a man or a woman. You got some questions about it. I want you to come up here and bring that here to us here today. Bring your questions to the stage, to the floor. The, the link is in the chat here now. All right. So check it out. I'm dropping this link in there, but um, real quick, I want to ask y'all about this because wifely duties is something that comes up mm -hmm. a lot uh, in the relationship conversation. So I do want to get some clarity on what are considered to be wifely duties and also when should a man expect to start seeing some of those things from a woman that he's dealing with? Um, wifely duties. I think a woman as an adult woman who is single taking care of herself, she's displaying, she keeps her house clean. She keeps her car clean. She keeps her house, uh, apartment clean or whatever it is. She's paying her bills. Her credit is good. She's not going into debt. She <laughs> speaks with uh, respect. She dressed modestly. She cooks for herself and mm. she is willing to cook one meal per week for that man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a meal camp. Right. right it's okay. A it's camp. a meal okay. camp. Okay. He's not her husband. Okay. One meal a week, but she is not go. washing his clothes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he can come over to mm -hmm. her house and see how nice and neat her house is. See that her uh, toilet has no ring. Fabulous. <laughs> he can come over to her house and see all of this, mm -hmm. but he's not her husband. Mm -hmm. You don't give all of it away. Mm-hmm. But he can see that she's carrying herself just as she should as a wife. And all those things that she displays will be given to him once we say I do. You know, SB, I like that. I've never heard that broken down in that way. So wifely duties in this case is really things that she should, should be doing for herself first and foremost. Absolutely. Versus things that she should be doing for you. Right. Because guess what? I have no expectations from you. I don't want your money. I don't want you paying none of my bills. You ain't got to take me out to the finest restaurants or none, none of that. I need you preparing yourself to be a husband if that's what you want. Mm. I can take care of myself. You need to know that I can take care of myself. I don't want to come into this relationship as a hindrance to you. Mm -hmm. I want to be an asset. Mm -hmm. You need to see that I respond to life this way. So, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm aligning myself with God. Mm -hmm. I'm a, got good mm -hmm. friends. I'm not on social media with my boobs out because right. I'm telling you I'm preserving myself because you and I are not having sex. 
Mm. So you need to know all this lines up and makes good sense. You know, I can't be holding out on you and you see me on Instagram with my boob out because that might be a little incongruent. That, yeah, it's not congruent yeah. and confusing. It's got to gotta all make sense. I got to be respectable, show you respect, all of that. Your parents, mm -hmm. my whatever, you have to know that this woman's that this might be a good investment. Mm -hmm. And that aspect, mm -hmm. you can look at it as business because you have to see that a woman is a good investment. I, I like that. that. Honestly, look, it. check this yeah. out. I want that, that was good. I want to bring the family into the conversation real quick because we got Londa here that we about to bring to the stage. Londa, what's up with you? You on, you on mute, Londa. I needed you. You got to take your mic hey. off mute. What up, Londa? How you living? Hey, y'all. Hi, y'all. I'm doing well. Thank you Welcome for bringing to the show. Me. We are blessed. I need you, Londa. I need you to do me a favor. Give me your age, your location, and your question. I am 41, and I am from North Carolina. Proud to be from North Carolina. North Carolina um, in the building. Shout out to North North Carolina. Yeah. So my question is, um, can can the ladies expound some more on the question that was asked about changing um the different roles of like friendship and family when you are getting prepared for marriage? A lot of people may not understand that um you can't walk the same way with them. Can y'all expound a little bit more on that? A lot of people really don't understand the reason why that is. Well, that was a big one of my things because uh, I will say, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Your marriage relationship, nothing supersedes that. That should be the most important relationship you have outside of your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that you do in the physical, although we may see it in the physical. But when you get married and your mindset changes, you you, your desires change. Even though you have friends, girlfriends that are really, really good friends to you. Your relationship and your dynamic and your hanging out and your conversation with them actually changes. It lessens. You become more involved in the marriage life. You become more involved in your husband and how he's doing. Children, if you have to take care of them. And it's just that is what it is. Um, you don't get married to still have a best friend that supersedes your husband. Mm -hmm. right. and, and you ask why. Right. The why is because your mindset should have changed and you should know that you are um, more valuable as your husband's wife instead as your girlfriend's friend but that doesn't mean that you can't talk to her mm -hmm. you can't visit her on birthdays anniversaries but we don't hang out you're, you're not going to the naked uh was it naked paint and sip <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing she that. not be doing that now. you're not you're not going on those girls trips now to see some of y'all and if you feeling like that's like a dagger to your heart, it's because your mindset hasn't changed there over into go. a wife. There you go. See, all these there things I mentioned is very easy when you desire your husband in that marriage relationship. When you want that to be the best relationship you have, all that stuff that, that you leave behind in the world, it, it, it's not a big deal because you're desiring something else. It can be just as good. Actually, mm -hmm. let me stop telling a lie. That is better. It's better. Yeah. You because your husband carries mm -hmm. your luggage. Mm -hmm. And he pays for stuff. <laughs> you go with the girls, you gotta go out there. Over there in Jamaica, right, over there in Jamaica, right, so Jamaica getting your ass rubbed down. Right, right, right. I'll oh be seeing gosh. that. I'll be seeing them girls the, trips the, over the there. Mud, the mud massage. Oh my goodness. I hope it's a single mm -hmm. one. Oh. I hope it's a single <laughs> one. <laughs> well, naked, pink, pink, naked paint and sips. You're right. You're right. Right. All types. But what you gonna say, Shirley? That you know. You don't, you don't feel like you're losing out when you have the mindset of, I want to be a wife. Yes. Right. And your love for your friends don't stop. It's just the, the entertainment and the things that you've done together. That's what changes and shifts. 
And listen, that shifts before you even get married, right? Because like, like sis said, as you're growing in Christ and as you're growing, your love for this man is growing and, and you're coming into the knowledge of what marriage is, right? And what becoming one is you're reading the books and, and, you know, counseling, whatever you're doing, your spirit literally should be changing and shifting. And so now it's not even about what they think, right? And this is the thing. I've had a, a core group of friends that when I needed to back away, they 100% supported me, right? Those are the people that you want in your life in the first place, mm. right? They knew that Shannon came first. And there was a point in time where he didn't come first. And there were some conversations like, what's, what's, you know, what's going on with y'all? You know what I'm saying? So you just, you have, it's you who needs to know where the shift needs to happen, when the shift needs to happen, that you're making the shift and they can like it or not, but it is what it is. So if, I, oh, wait, go ahead, SB. I want to add this because I hear this a lot. Um, And it's not, ladies, it's not you um giving of yourself or losing yourself. You're just becoming a new woman. Mm -hmm. And if you can't adjust to becoming a new woman, uh, hold out on marriage. Mm -hmm. For sure. Oh, for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. And, and I think that's, I think that's what, you know, every level of life in general, like mm -hmm. you have to be willing to give something up to get there. Have to be, you know, like even, you know, now, like with, with my life and how my life has even adjusted to where it is today, just on a personal level, it's just certain things. I just, I just certain places I don't go you anymore. Don't, there you go. Yeah. Like it's just certain people I yep. can't afford to hang out with. Mm -hmm at this point in my life because I want something greater. Mm -hmm. And it just only makes sense that for this union, the most important union that mm -hmm. I'm going to create in this lifetime, mm -hmm. I also sacrifice mm -hmm. these other things as well. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I saw something very interesting in the chat, mm -hmm. and I want you ladies to address this <laughs> okay. because somebody disagreed a little bit. Somebody was like, "Shout nah. out to the chat." We look, see, yeah, listen. We look I at the chat. It. No, yeah. keep, members, keep the talk. comments coming. Yeah, keep, keep, yeah. I want y'all in here chatting. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I want to actually call out who said it because somebody actually disagreed here in the chat. I might have lost it, but they said I disagree because you should still have a life outside of your husband. You should not necessarily be caught up all in your husband and have no life for yourself. All right. And I think that was J uh, July Ford was the person that wrote that. Shout out but, to July. So I want to ask that. What is the healthy balance where you not necessarily in complete isolation and you have a personal life, but, you know, you still are, you know, giving your husband and you you being respectful mm -hmm. no, in I that way. I agree with them. I don't disagree with yeah, them. I don't whatsoever. think we ever said that. Yeah. I think we were talking about more so single friends, but you have a lot of married folks around and ladies that you can hang out with that think the same as you are aligned mm -hmm. with you. Got and you, you can hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know what this life looks like outside of my husband. I'm okay, good with myself and my my girlfriends that are married. What's mm -hmm. what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. I mean, why? Why do you have to give up something? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you, you're becoming a new person. I don't say again, you have to go read the book and be ready to adjust to being a wife and the purpose of being a wife It is a very fulfilling job. And, I, I, you know, mm -hmm. all this getting lost mm -hmm. in your husband and all that, yeah. you don't lose who you are. You become a different person. It's a new person. And listen, becoming a different person doesn't mean you cut the world out. Like we're nowhere near. That's not what we're saying. Mm -mm. Right. We're just saying, like she said, it's going to look different. 
It just is. It's not going to look the same. When you have a baby, your life doesn't look the same before you didn't have a baby, right? There's adjustments that need to be made. And so when, when we talk about um, coming together to, to with, with a, a man or with a woman, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, ha, maybe experiencing the desire to actually want to become one with someone will help with that transition of being like, dang, I get it now. Well, it's hard. You can't. You, you a married person really can't a single person a single really per can't, can't understand see what a married person yeah. no you can't but we have a fulfilling fun wonderful life like yeah you know what I'm saying with people that we love and we hang out with and we go on vacation with mm -hmm. like and we just so happen to and, be married and we just <laughs> Got it. Got it. You know got what it. Mean? So, and, and as a man, as a man, if I'm dealing with a young woman, because you know people understand things differently, you know, and sometimes it takes people to takes time for them to come to this type of understanding about the friendship specifically, mm -hmm. especially if some of these friends have been around since you know way you was you know yay high so mm -hmm. to speak. Should I? So if I'm a man and I'm dealing with a woman and she, you know, I'm, I'm communicating to her about these friends. And I'm telling her, hey, man, you might have to check this. Or you need to take a look into that. You know, maybe you should kind of move like this. And let's say she's not as receptive to that message just yet. Mm. Is that still a woman that I should be continuing to advance the relation, my relationship with? I know the answer to that one. I would say that is a red flag. But if you do continue to advance your relationship, you're winning, you went in it with your eyes wide open. There you go. But that was a red flag. She's because again, you. marriage, mm -hmm. you and your wife are becoming one. That's the most important relationship you should have. If she can't understand that concept, mm -hmm. then she is not ready for that new endeavor mm -hmm. of being married. Okay. It takes, it takes some time. And I ask that because a lot of times you'll have guys where they'll be like, hey, everything is is great except for this or but this. So that one is a just and a, the and the worst thing is when it's not just this outside friend that's just the ladies, when it's a brother and they and they fighting for the brother <laughs> to be able to stay. In a oh, relationship, yeah, because yeah, because yeah. yeah. that is a thing, and the, yeah, sometimes the ladies will say, "Hey, it's control. They're trying to control me, and all these things." Is that just? A I was about to speak to that. I was about to say, I think a lot of times women feel like you just want to control me, right? But if I say, "Me and Ryan are dating, and Ryan has my best interest at heart," then why would I say you have my best interest at heart? And then when you ask me to do something that is a benefit to the relationship, now I'm going to buck against it. Mm. Right. So I don't even, I don't even trust. Matter of fact, I don't even trust myself. I don't, I don't, I do not trust myself. I don't trust myself that I can move forward with just you and I whatever we are creating without having these people in my life. Like what, why is this so necessary? And listen, I, I have some of the most amazing friends, right? So I understand the whole idea of quote unquote, giving up a friendship, right? But I've never had to give up a friendship, but I did bring space when it was needed. You, you understand? And I, let me not, let me backtrack. I'm sorry. And let me not say I never gave up, gave up a friendship because there were some very unhealthy friendships that I did give up. But you, you have to, I, I don't know. I just got to the point where I'm like, when Shannon sees something, I trust what he sees. And so I move and it's not Shannon said it. I move. No, I process it. 
I want to see what it is that you see. If it makes sense, I'm going with it. I don't want to. That's a good poll. I want to. I want to ask that poll. By the way, what's that? What's the What's the question? You got? I want to ask. The, I want to ask. That's for the ladies here. Ladies, are you cutting off? Would you cut off male <laughs> specifically? I just think that just kind of changes the temperature and the climate of things a tad bit. Okay. But male best friends at the request of your husband, or you know, boyfriend, whatever the case might be. Just put, I, I guess you could put whatever word is best fitting in there. Ryan gonna sauce it up. He's he, Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's the grammar guy. He's gonna sauce that thing up. And what I also want to say, my people that's also backstage that want to come up, I need you to make sure you have your cameras on. I need your cameras on. Now, if you want to stay anonymous, just put anonymous as your display name so I know that you are somebody that wants to stay anonymous. But if you want to come up, though, I want you to have a camera on and that mic ready when you come back there. We are still in the initiation hotline. I'm yeah. dropping a link. Come back here and chop it up with us, family. Yeah, the link is still in there. And I wanted to leave this one at a yes or no because I thought about throwing the depends in there. But I'm going to just leave this one as a yes or no. They're going to weasel out. We got, right, right. So we got ladies only. Would you cut off a male best friend at the request of your man? Now, this is the thing because I know they're like, well, you know, well, what about this situation? About He's committed. He has told you that he wants to be with a life with you, even if y'all not married yet. And he has shown to you that it's he an exclusive want, relationship. Exclusive relationship. He right. has shown to you that he is absolutely committed to growing and developing a long term relationship with you. Would you cut off your male best friend for that man? Hey, good, and, good, good question. And by the way. Go let ahead, me say Shirley. this about about the about the friendships too, right? Um, there, there was a, a male that um, he and I were. Back, back back in the day, started doing um, GED programs together and going around speaking and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, and he was married. I intentionally went to his house every chance I could get to spend time with his wife. Mm. Now we were young at this time. We were nineteen. It's before 20. you were married. Yeah, this was this was be this was before I was married. Got it. But I grew up. My parents stayed together till death. Um, amazing, beautiful relationship, right? So I really respect that, the, the marriage unit, right? Um, even though I've disrespected the marriage unit, right? But um, <laughs> for real, right? But I knew, I knew even at that age, like, okay, I'm not going to become friends with him and not befriend his wife. So mm -hmm. if you have a male best friend or a female best friend, we all friends, Period. Mm. That's it. And yeah. listen, to this day, me and E, we don't we don't go out just me and E. It's gonna be me, Dee Dee, Eric, and and Shannon. Yeah. You you understand? Right. Like Jeremy, that's my baby brother. Jeremy Anderson. That is my <clears throat> baby brother. I've known him since he was fourteen. I taught him how to drive a stick. Wow. Now, Damn. Every, every once in a while. Like maybe once a year, me and him may go out, but me and Tracy, like, Time. you understand? Yeah. It's the four of us that we're going out. And and listen, me and Jeremy can go out. I'm like, listen, I, I probably had him. I could I could have given birth to him at like 13 mm -hmm. years old. You know what I'm saying? But we're just not putting ourselves in that position. But what's wrong with just communicating that, our relationship is getting ready to change now because I'm getting ready to be married or I am married. Right. 
why what mm -hmm. is the cutoff thing maybe i don't mm -hmm. understand cutting off because right. i'm not i don't hate this person i still mm -hmm. want to be there when they get married or when they have children or you know big right. events in their life i still want to be there because they were my friend but we just can't do all those things that we used to do Dude, as single people exactly and yeah. you know if you need something or something's detrimental happening in your life i still need to know but I still have to move on in this endeavor of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times what happens, especially I see this with men, men typically typically all get married. Mm -hmm. Like this, Tyshawn might get married first, and then about a year later, here comes Ryan. First off, I'm already too. worried because Tyshawn, he getting too deep in his relationship. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, I need to get me a girl right now to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like all of them are married within like two years so we back we back together again that's kind of how it, right. i've seen it play itself out definitely that, that's but, true um, though that's kind of yeah. how i see it but so i want to listen first of all i don't know what it is the family the family i can shout today listen y'all better come up listen we they we could probably got a few a few more minutes and hours i said minutes and hours we got a few more mm -hmm. a little bit more time with our people here so make sure y'all come up in here and take advantage of this initiation hotline while we got this time. I'm gonna put the link in here one more time for the family, but that's all I got. Yeah, Go ahead, Ryan. Shout out to VJ and shout out to uh JL for sending over the super chat. SBU, of course, we love you for sending your super chat. And shout out to Kelly Green. Kelly Green said Kelly Green Rivers. Gotta throw that, throw that that other last name in there too. She says, and two shall become one. You can still be whole and not sacrifice. But you evolved into a new woman. If you feel like you're sacrificing what makes you you, then you have not grasped the concept of marriage. All righty then. Uh, yeah, I was just words. She just I, okay, I thought it was gonna turn to a question, but she just dropping the word. <laughs> she said pretty much you don't understand the game if you, if, if it take all so, that pretty much. So check it out. What I actually want to do here is I want to transition here to um, a different part of this conversation. That I think is very very important. I spoke to a brother and I'm very impressed. I keep talking about this. I'm very impressed with the caliber of the men that watch this channel. There's a brother that I um, have a lot of respect for that I did not even know was watching the channel. And I sat down, I caught up with him and he was just telling me how much that it has influenced him. This very well to do brother. Um, literally pulled out a journal, showed me notes mm. that he has taken on Beautiful. episodes and he also expressed some good things that he wants us to talk about, some things that we, some some problems he had with some things that we talked about. And first of all, I got so many ideas because I realized this is the, I, I, I had a chance to really talk to one of our male listeners in real life. It was just having to be my boy. Yeah, he's dope. And he brought up something that was really phenomenal. He had actually a bit of a gripe with one of the previous episodes that we did. Um, and it was the episode that we did actually with Yada. We had Yada come up on here and we talked about, you know, 50-50 relationships mm -hmm. um, with the brother Yada. And, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting because I agree with a lot of what Yada said because of essentially what Yada was saying was, man, we just essentially the essence of the message was we need to ste step up and fully embrace the provider role. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the essence of the message. But it's a lot of nuance in that, you know, statement that, we got to really contextualize because he felt like it wasn't properly contextualized because this brother's not the loser that's not putting himself in the position to be the provider. Actually, <clears throat> it is his goal mm -hmm. to be the sole provider mm -hmm. of his household. But he's like, yo, Ty, I'm working towards it. That's not where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. So how can I actually 
maintain a healthy dynamic in my household on the way to being on the way to that, which I thought was a really great question. And for those of you that may have actually missed the episode, just to give you a, uh, a bit of an understanding, uh, Lana, go ahead and actually play a clip uh, from the episode that we had here with Yada so you guys can get some context. And have sex. It's a difference, man. It's not just physical to them. It's everything. So you might have a woman that hasn't even been opening up to you sexually all the way because she's tired. She's drained. She's stressed. She's thinking about what the boss done said to her. She's thinking about what the co-worker done trying to hit on her. She, she's thinking about everything else but you and she's tired. Now we're saying, come on, baby, I want some. We're not even romantic no more with it. We just want to hump on them. We just want to jump on them. Come on, man, we're sick, brother. We're sick, so we're, we're not providing for them financially. We're not providing for them emotionally, intellectually. We're not providing for them spiritually, but we deserve sex. Come on, bro. How can we even get aroused? That's devilish. Oh, man. See, he used some real strong language. He said, how can you even get aroused? The devilish. I even think he said, brothers, that's 50-50 is a disease. I think it was a bit of the language, too. <laughs> said it was sick. Yeah, absolutely sick. So I want to talk to you ladies about this so we can get some context around this. First of all, just, just for even further context, when you ladies both started out your marriages, just I want to go back to the very beginning. Were you guys, you know, did you take on some financial responsibility at the top of the relationship? To make sure, you know, obviously your household was able to stay afloat early in a relationship. I didn't. You did not. I didn't. Um, got pregnant three months after we got married. Got our had our baby. Then went up to Jersey, up to Philly. Lived there. Did, I wasn't working, right? So I was an at home mom for quite some time. Okay, that makes yep, sense. And Shannon provided. Okay. What 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 about you, SB? Um. What I remember the most is we've been one pot the whole time. So all the money has gone in one pot. We paid bills and it was just, my husband has always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. So whatever we had, we put it in one pot and then took care of everything. Yeah. I did work. Um, I didn't work like a whole lot because shortly after me working for someone, I did work for my husband. So I've been working for my husband the whole time yeah. and doing real estate. So it's a little bit different for me. Okay. So. Well, see. Uh, reason I, I'm, I'm just getting context there because I think, you know, th th that all goes into, I want to give my the brother's idea of who's answering the question. But when we talk about, you know, how to keep a healthy relationship, right? Assuming that a man, a man and a woman are both working because again, his gripe was, yo, Todd, listen, it's right now in order to have the, the type of lifestyle that the woman that I am typically attracted to to keep that comfortability not so we drop down Ooh. drastically and all live under what i can have us put it together have a comfortable lifestyle and yet still build we'll probably both be working out the gate but obviously i'm working to take that over but that's not happening now but on the way there does that mean that i'm doomed does that mean that i don't get sex does that mean that all of these things happen until i'm able to i hit that point where i can finally cover all the bills more so what does that look like? So give the brother some game here. How do you think that a man could potentially keep a healthy dynamic in his household, that masculine, feminine, good uh, balance in the home, if they're both working? 
I think that they both, if he's living now as an adult male, he has all his necessities and he's ready to be married. He needs to find a woman that is ready to be on his plan, living in his situation, whatever it is now. She should definitely work, but whatever she makes, it needs to go into one pot and he needs to have a plan for that. Here's where the adjusting starts. Remember I said men tend to want to adjust. See, he wants to adjust already for what he thinks her lifestyle should look like. Mm. He needs to have a wife that her their lifestyle looks the same, that her grow and build with him. He say he's getting there. So why can't she take the ride along the way instead of having to have it today and stress herself, herself out working a job so they can have it today? See, you add stress to your relationship when you put those type of demands on other people for those reasons. Don't do it. If you want to have a good relationship that doesn't require or doesn't have a lot of growing pains, a man should be the provider and everything should be based on what he can actually do. I'm not telling the woman not to work. I absolutely think she should work, but her money should go into uh, for investments or uh, what do you call those rainy day funds? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we had the car broke down. We needed to do this. Things mm-hmm. of that nature. We shouldn't just be paycheck to paycheck and everybody has to work and stress themselves out. I don't believe in that. I'm kind of like Yachty on that. That doesn't make sense because it does happen. Women get tired and then they still have to come home and clean the house. And if they have children, you have to take care of the children. That stuff has to be done regardless of what you're doing between nine to five. So I would say, you know what, make sure you plan your nine to five really well because you still have things to do when you get home. And far as the man goes, if he wants to have it all, he needs to wait before he chooses that woman. If he wants to choose a woman now, then she needs to be the woman that fits into his um, his his means wherever it is at that time. Mm. And, and you said something interesting. Tell me if I heard correctly. You said that the type of woman that he wants there's a certain lifestyle she wants him to have? Well, I think more so the what he was more so explaining was that he wants to, he pretty much lives a comfortable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like he, live, he lives comfortable. And in order for her to have now two comfortable people, he's pretty much stating that those combined incomes are pretty much going to be required to invest to save to maintain what they have on the way um to you know build a family versus you know him just completely taking on the full financial brunt mm-hmm. all by himself mm-hmm. um right out the gate okay you said that differently that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the first time it was almost like there was no investing going on that they, they he want right now he can afford a hundred thousand dollar house just for example yeah but he knows that this woman's gonna want a two hundred thousand dollar house yeah and he knows in order for her to have this two hundred thousand dollar house she they needs know. to have mm-hmm. enough money That's to put towards it mm-hmm. okay okay not necessarily that oh okay not, I got you. yeah not necessarily but no but but i think that was well addressed too because i think that's important and I think that was a good example as far as the adjusting because that's dangerous if brothers do that because I know brothers are running into women like that as well. Okay, I got you now. But still, assuming that he's bringing on a woman, that's okay. He's still he's still just concerned about now being responsible for another person only with, you know, now that one income, now having to take care of two people with wanting to now build and grow and, and get to that end point where he can take it all over. His, his concern is, yo, Ty's going to be a lifestyle drop. Like my my income taking care of two people, that's not something that's sustainable for us over a period of time. And I don't want to be somebody that's saying, yeah, I want my woman to work, but temporarily until we position ourselves for us to comfortably 
for me to comfortably, you know, uh, provide for everyone, which I'm not there yet. I'm on my way. So what he's saying is, how do I keep a healthy home on the way to that point? I mean, he may not even ever reach that point because the economy constantly goes. He needs to base it on his. So in other words, he's thinking that he has more earning potential than he has right now, which most of us do. He if he stays in the same field, he'll probably get raises along the way. But yeah. I still think he's an entrepreneur as well. OK, well, OK, but that could go. That could right. Go. OK, so I still think that he should have a wife if she's if she adjusts or if she says yes, then she would be willing to live under what he can actually afford at that time. But she does need to work. But all the money needs to go into one pot and he needs to invest as an entrepreneur. He should know that it needs to be more investing going on because he doesn't want to work a job. Unless he's trying to go back to school and get some other kind of trade or degree in something that will yield him more money instead of being just an just instead of being an entrepreneur. So her money goes in one pot. He invests her money and he has to regulate his spending with a plan that says in five years, I'm going to have this amount of money. Then I'm going to go out here and buy this house. That may mean we can't have a uh, cable vision. We might have to stream. That mean we might he might have to drive that Toyota for another five, 10 years or what have you. But they still need to be living in what he, you know, off of what he actually brings to the table, What, how much money he actually makes. And her money should be an investment or for the mm. extra stuff, like maybe that vacation once a year. But the money just, just does not need to be just spent or we're living in this $200,000 house because my wife brings in this amount of money for me to do this. That shouldn't happen. Now, let me ask right. you this. You, you have to marry. You, you shouldn't need, you need to marry and make decisions based on what's coming in right now not on what you think is going to come in because when, when they have children, then what? Right. So if mm. he's like, well, we could get to 200,000 because you're working and then have children. And now, and now she's no longer working. Now we're back down to the hundred thousand. Mm. Right. So you, 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 that's why family planning is so important. <laughs> and so, no, this is a good, and that's what we're talking about now. That's why this is mm -hmm. so important. It's really like, I think we have confusion among what Yada was explaining was it's, simplic it's simple about the roles and responsibilities mm -hmm. when a man is completely taking over that provider role. It's very clear what everybody's responsible for. It's confusion when that's not necessarily the case. Or it could be because how would you assume in that situation, two people are currently working, do you feel that the household duties in the home, how should those be optimally managed in that situation? In a 50-50 situation. Yes. Oh, in a 50-50 situation? Where both people have shared financial responsibility to manage the home. Now these household duties, how should we properly be putting that in place for us to make sure we have order in the home? I've never experienced 50-50, so I don't, I don't, I mean, but I, I, you know, my thing is if you see something that needs to get done, then do it. <laughs> right? is, is it really that simple? In my household, it's that simple, right? So we have... When it comes to things, these, these are these are the rules. Mommy don't touch trash, right? So we already know the boys or Shannon will get will get the trash. And listen, there are some times where the trash is rolling over and there's nobody there to get it. I'm going to pull the trash, right? But so when the kitchen needs to be done, like if there needs to be if the kit if the bathroom needs to be done, it's. I mean, it's. I do most of it. I do most of it, but that's how I grew up. Okay. But if Shannon's like, okay, this bathroom needs to be clean. He'll just go ahead and clean it. He's not going to say, Hey babe, um, <laughs> can you clean the bathroom? That's we've just, 
for us, we've never operated like that. It's just been, listen, you see something that needs to be done, you do it. Even though I do the majority of stuff. Shannon, he used to do the majority of cooking, right? Yeah. But then he got sick. I started doing the majority of the cooking. Now he's starting to do the cooking, right? So it's just like seasons, like things happen and and people get sick and people got kids and right. And so for us, it's just like we work together, <laughs> right? Even though majority of cook, it'll be me. Majority clean the house, it'll be me. Um, but he steps right in and not because I ask him. Most times it's just because he's like, let me do this so that babe don't got to do this. Mm-hmm. SB, I'm curious what you think about this because the ladies in particular, they um that's something that they worried about. They're like, look, if both of us got to work, how can you possibly expect me to work and then come home and take care of all the household duties while you know, I don't know what what they be thinking dudes be doing, playing video games or whatever it is. So, <laughs> how, how does it work if both people is uh is is providing? I don't think a woman should be uh providing per se. I okay. do think she should work. Okay. But I don't think she should be taking on a job that is stressful, tiresome, and all of that. So mm. I would say go get your teacher's job, a real estate job, or be an entrepreneur, do something of that nature because the house got to be clean kids got to be taken care of if you have them. And I actually take pride in doing that kind of stuff. So I want to do it. I don't think my husband cleans as well as I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got you. So you saying that the woman is working, it it should be something that's not driving her insane and, and she driving her to the ground. She should be at GE putting car parts together. Mm. She shouldn't be stressed about her career. And no, she shouldn't. Like I said, I've been a real estate, real estate agent since 2001 make lots of money, but it doesn't stress me out. You know, mm. I could sell one house a month. You, right, right, <laughs> you know, right. It'd be just fine because again, the most important thing is my marriage mm -hmm. and my children and my family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's where my concentration should be. And I shouldn't allow the things that are going on in my home to put me in a situation where I have to stress out about them and go get this job that requires me to work 50 hours a week and be tired and be around a bunch of people that do nothing, a bunch of gossiping and wear these short skirts and things of that nature. So I'm tempting men or men are tempting me and I'm spending more time with other people than my husband and my children. Mm. That's See, all that stuff plays into my marriage. People don't think it does, but it really does. Mm. You know, I, I, this is something crazy, y'all. But one time, um, even when I go to our office, you can drive down the street the same path every day and you start to see the people around y'all and they're the same people. Mm -hmm. You know, what if that good looking man is right there and he keeps pulling up at the same time because we go to work at the same time and now next one day he smiled at me. I'm like, ooh, wow. <laughs> you know, one day you, you, we need to stop playing around. We, I think we play too much. I think we don't take life <laughs> serious enough. Everybody knows what looks good. Everybody knows you don't have to, you know, he didn't have to roll down the window and say, hey, for me to know he was checking me. I knew the man, you know what I'm saying? We know things go on, but we pretend and be like, no, he, no, I'm good. Nobody's paying me any attention. No, I didn't see that woman with that short skirt on. Yeah, you did. She looked good, you know, and then don't smell them. Mm. Oh boy. You know, whereas we can protect mm. our marriages and ourselves and uh, maybe work five hours a day or like I said, work for yourself, work at the school system or do something else that doesn't take our mind and our time away from our marriages and our children and our family and be at home when those kids come home from school 
and still clean our house and not be dead tired and still have sex with our husbands and keep that bond going mm -hmm. for life. Mm -hmm. So, because you know it's funny, you 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 got a big following of men. Yeah. And this is this is a hard conversation for the brothers right here. <laughs> really? This oh yeah, brothers don't like being told that they need to take on a financial responsibility by themselves. That's no, that's a very very hard conversation for the brothers. What's the root of that? Like what what is it? I think it's just if you ask me, mm -hmm. I think it is deeply, I don't even know if many brothers can even admit to this, but I think it's an insecurity that you can actually pull it off. Mm. But that's not what I said, mm. though. I think a woman should work. Well, see, when you're talking about, but you're talking about working for, I think, but, you, but you're saying something different, though. You're saying something different. You're not talking 50-50. No. Yes. Oh. But anytime you denounce 50-50, that's still a conversation that pisses off men mm. at whole at large. And I'm sure I'm shocked you don't know that. Because if you if you tell men, no, I don't think that you should be 50-50, I think you need to be able to hold because that's pretty much what you're saying. You're saying your money is like it, it comes in, it could, it may, it might not, because you got kids, this and this, this and that. But guess what? He you need to be able to consistently perform in this area, regardless of what I do over here. Right. So it's the fear of failure that maybe I won't perform <clears throat> to your expectations of me being able to provide consistently for the rest of our life. And a fear of just probably, you know, uh, giving somebody else your resources. I think it's probably a trust thing as well. Mm. I think it's I think both of those things, when you consider because just just look at the thoughts of men. Right. Mm. Just even as they communicate about women, it's a bunch of communication around not trusting mm. this person and their intentions. Right. Even when we start talking about money around brothers, it's them talking about how hard it is to make it in these mm -hmm. times, in this era. All these things about the government and the economy, which is true. It's a real conversation. It, it is hard. Mm -hmm. So that's a real weak spot to men, especially because we know innately that we're supposed to be providers. We, we know that. So and trust me, we've said the same thing, too. And we've been saying this loud for the last few years and every time we say it we simps we get accused of being simps yeah. every listen, single time i say this but i think a lot of my men male followers love the idea of having a woman that loves and respects and caters to them and that's what Absolutely. it's about them it's not about mm -hmm. this job it's not about her wanting the bag that stuff isn't important to her she more so wants a good relationship with her husband and i think men absolutely like that yeah, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. And that that True. speaks to both of the points that you guys made. What God put in man is literally the desire to lead, be the priest, to provide and protect. And what God put in women is the gift of nurture, nurture. right? We're to nurture our man, nurture mm -hmm. our children, nurture our home. So, so like both, you're right. Like, you know, innately like, man, I know I'm, I should be providing. Yeah. Right. And so it is, it, it is fear for you guys. Right. And it's so crazy because security is so important to us as women mm -hmm. and women have a hard time saying that money is attached to that security. Like, I don't have no problem saying that money is attached to that security. I need to when I leave my daddy. You're taking me on. <laughs> right. Like, right. how are you taking care of us? But men need to understand that's not a negative thing. And I think that's the problem. Don't mean she a gold Y'all, th thank you. Mm. Y'all think it's negative. Like, we're just going to take y'all money in, right? And so it's just, man, just the the, the man-woman dynamics just needs to be 
just nurtured and we need to love on each other because we have such um for real like we on demon right. time with one another very dysfunctional <laughs> right. yeah but that's why i always say one pot if i mean why can't you trust one pot if i'm a woman i'm out here working and i'm bringing all my money and putting it in one pot what is there not to trust right. if he's doing the same thing what is there not what? to trust mm -hmm. so no personal account you saying no Wow, y'all don't have no personal accounts. Well, we have business accounts. Yeah, but no, everything is joint per Out se. Out open. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Interesting. I trust that. Interesting. Right. Matter of fact, yo, let's close out that poll real quick. So you hear, you hear that, Shannon? <laughs> <laughs> let's see. So I'm gonna close out this poll. Was ladies only? Would you cut off a male best friend at the request of your man? And going for a minute. Seventy, yeah. Over 260 votes, 75 percent of women say yes. So it's a it's a it's mm -hmm. a quarter of women that are like no, that are problems. That are problems. <laughs> and see, I don't think I don't think I think sometimes people don't really understand what's going on because right, right, right. Because because I think I think those women are probably first of all, I don't even know what kind of value this one man can be providing where you wouldn't you know cut, uh -uh, cut no, him off uh -uh. right for, I don't I know him for the last five years yeah and i think a lot of times they think because they're not doing anything that they're not open up to other things happening but i remember uh man it's crazy i remember when i was in college and certain things i really didn't know kind of in college and i remember one of my friends this was my friend like never ever done anything she really was like like i would it was repulsive to me to even think about mm -hmm. her like that it's like my mm -hmm. sister and I remember she was so upset with her boyfriend. I'm talking about she was steaming about this dude. And, you know, he was doing some questionable things at that time, you know. And I just listened. I was not giving counsel. I'm just listening. And I remember my roommate walking in. And he kind of sat on the couch. You know, we all sit on the couch. She just kind of still going in about this dude. And um, at some point, I'm like, you know, I you know, I was trying to deal with another girl. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go upstairs real quick. I'll be back downstairs. And I, and I ended up being upstairs for maybe like... 30 minutes or something like that. And I came downstairs and she was gone. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess everybody left, you know. So I text her. I'm like, yo, why you leave the spot and didn't let me know you, you left? You know, I would have walked you outside, whatever. Didn't get a text back. Okay. Now the next morning, I get up. I go downstairs. You know where she at? She coming out of my roommate's room. Damn. Oh my God. Right. Slam. And then, but see, when I think about when, when I think about mm. the woman who doesn't want to let the best friend go, see, it yeah. wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It was somebody, somebody. I brought around, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what it, what it really was. So it's like oh. it's not always. It's just so many things to have, but it's not. It's not necessarily that your best friend mm -hmm. is the guy that's trying to get with you. But as a, I was a single man, mm -hmm. so I'm not concerned. I mean, she's my friend. I'm not concerned if there's another single dude around or if another single dude might be interested. I'm, I know I'm not, mm -hmm. but it's just like I think women really have to think past this what? one singular relationship. And what you might or not might not be doing with that dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and our yeah. senses as men, man, let me tell you, our senses as men are different. We sensing things that either y'all are trying not to sense, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Y'all, y'all trying to numb them senses, and we sensing it, or y'all just can't sense because we know men. We know yes. men, yeah. and it, when I what I found is that <laughs> typically, when a woman, <laughs> if, if, if a woman that. is having a hard time letting go of another guy i truly usually think is because of the respect she has for the brother because if she has an like a true high regard of respect like a true high regard of respect for you your opinions like your counsel mm -hmm. she's gonna truly take this into consideration 
and do what she got to do because it's like a simple situation. I mean, like, like it's like a simple answer. Do, am I going to? Do I see myself life better? If, can I have my life only with this guy or this guy? Like, like what is it? It's it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, and you not in being considered in that way, and you not being chosen mm-hmm. over this other phantom right. dude, right. you just mm-hmm. ain't quite there. Mm-hmm. You ranked really high on her roster, regardless of your title. And I've had, a, I too have had a toxic situation with a young lady that the cop, our relationship was going downhill. Our relationship <laughs> was going downhill. Yeah, that's a, that's a good womp right there. Cause that, that's really what was going down. And I remember another brother came into play mm-hmm. into the conversation that started coming into communication out of nowhere. And I already knew what time it was. Mm. And it's funny because I like I know that kind of brother too because that kind of he he kind of reminded me of myself. It was kind of weird, <laughs> of like kind of how he would communicate with her, mm-hmm. wow. and just how he had like this very playful, lighthearted approach of kind of jumping in and jumping out of her life in this way that mm-hmm. I would just typically do with women as well. And you know that's just kind of how you keep them around and just kind of keep it going. And yeah, she did not want it, but again, at at the point where we were, we were like. At a point where, first of all, we sh- already should have been broken up. It was like we had that kind of relationship where it went way past this deadline, mm-hmm. and all this nonsense started coming. But that's and that's the only time I've ever had that happen. So I can imagine if if another brother's dealing with that, that's just kind of the situation that you're in, brother. Yeah, you got to get out of that. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. let that one go. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But let me tell you, y'all. <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Look at SB. SB, what you what you think about that? What you think about my, my little story, my little collegiate story I told you about? I think it was my story that had to face like oh, that. Oh, is that was that one? <laughs> no, it well, both of your stories. It was just we always have a story. That was my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Oh yeah. It, oh, we man. Always have a story. It was, let me tell you, that oh man. <laughs> when I first of all, I remember that was a story and a time that I was so ashamed of. Mm. I remember I was so ashamed of it. You know, like when you don't even want to tell your friends, <laughs> like you embarrassed to tell somebody else about yes, the story yes. of the situation that you're going through. Oh, yes. It was that right. kind of story because I remember I was, I was, uh, man, I, I talk about him all the time, man. My coach, my big dog, I'm sitting down with him one day. We on his back balcony. He's like, yeah, what's going on with life, man? Yeah. How do you know how the young lady going? Blah, blah, blah. And I bust out and I tell him that story. And I think he was smoking a cigar at this time. He was like literally lighting a cigar while I'm telling the story. <laughs> All I heard, as soon as I finished telling him that, I heard the whole canister close on the lighter, like, Doop! just looked at me like, it was, and the look was like, Negro, <laughs> where's your pride right now, Negro? Ooh, wow. But, you know, listen, it, listen, brothers, it can happen. It can happen, man. It absolutely can. And I want y'all to look, go ahead, send y'all super chats in right now, because we're about to get these ladies up out of here tonight. So y'all better go ahead and get these questions in. Get the questions in now. Um, you got any call-ins? No, the link is not here, so the people don't have access to it. Here's what I'll do as well. I'll put the link here again because, I, I look, we didn't get to talk to the family. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to let one or two people get up here and ask any questions that they may have. I really would like to see if we can get some brothers up on here on this joint. And this is actually a lot because people are still very confused. Like this is actually a live show. So if you tune in, we are live right now. It's December, what's today's day? December 17th. December 17th at 
6.54 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are live. <laughs> yes, guys, listen. So just from now on, this is what's going to happen. We are, we are now bringing you guys uh, essentially nothing but live shows now. So this is what the future of Harley Initiated. So y'all going to be able to go ahead and kick it with us and talk, talk to the family live in person. I went ahead and I recently just go went ahead and dropped that link in the chat. If you want to be more anonymous, you like the text, you could go ahead and send the super uh, chat right here as well and we'll answer that. But we're about to get these lovely ladies back to their families here on this Sunday. Y'all, we working on Sunday, y'all. <laughs> this is different. It's different. All right? This is very different. But first of all, I want to thank you ladies um, so much for coming up here and chopping it with us on, on a Sunday. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and I mean, y'all have, first of all, y'all have really put some really good game out from uh, us uh, reviewing the video at the top to talking about the traits of a good woman to talking about, you know, the household and, and uh, finance conversation. I think these are very, very important conversations uh, to bring clarity to <laughs> a lot of the confusion that's being put up out here in this world because y'all know it's a whole lot of confusion coming on up out here. <laughs> but I think Ryan, man, I think I think the family man is Sunday. We got to get him warmed up. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna it's take live. some time. It's gonna take some time. It is gonna take some time. Y'all still gotta understand that this is happening. So I want y'all to know, and I'm gonna leave y'all with this because understand every Sunday at 5 p.m., every Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m., we will be here. So y'all be ready with the uh because the initiation hotline will be happening live in effect. Okay, every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesdays. All right, and we're going to be coming to you guys. And we're coming actually tomorrow with another episode. We got some announcements for the people, something that we need to let them know about that's coming up this upcoming week. No, uh, no, not really. I mean, we got the Monday and Wednesday episode, guys. Like I told y'all, over a thousand initiates. So we expect y'all to be live in full effect tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, no episodes on December 24th, December 25th, and also December 31st. First, so that means that this Sunday, of course, we live right now. But the next Sunday that we're gonna be live is not until January seventh. But every Monday, Wednesday after that, we still taking it. You know, still turning it up. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, y'all. Thank you guys so much for coming up in here and tuning into another episode of Hardly Initiated. I need you to please, guys, please help us continue to grow these subscribe. We just celebrated two hundred. And we're already at 211,000. Continue to subscribe and help us grow this beautiful platform that we are putting into this world, into this universe, into these YouTube streets to change the narrative, to educate the people, and to see a new outcome in our families and our homes, y'all. Mm. So please continue to hit that like button and subscribe. But y'all already know, hardly initiated, we are out.